what up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. I'm Al Mega, CEO of Comic Crusaders, and welcome to the Comic Crusaders podcast. Today, I'm joined with my homie from the sixth element of hip-hop, the one and only Reno Noir. Que pasa, hermano? May the fourth be with you, my brother. Oh, yes, yeah. May the fourth be with you. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man, thanks for hanging out today because we have an amazing guest. And, I mean, man. why not have six element of hip-hop comics come onto a show where we have a legend that created, you know, an ill uh, comic book hip hop uh theme in comic books. Yeah man. Hip hop legend. Yeah, he, he a boss for real, man. You know, it, is Absolutely. that how you found out about him too through that through the hip hop family tree? Absolutely. Yeah, man. I was uh looking at hip hop and comics and trying to find hip hop related comics. And of course that's the first thing that popped up and breaks down the the history of hip hop just so accurately. It just blew my mind. And uh yeah man, I I was a fan off right off. Yeah, man, they did some work with Marvel and the Grand Design, uh, which was that absolutely was amazing. Yeah, I have the whole run. Anything he does, I got to have. And, and yeah. then now he got a very sick book coming out by Fancy Graphics, right? But, you know, th- this man is amazing. You see his name blasting right there. All right, l- let's bring him on. It's the one and only Ed Pisker. Mano, como esta? What's Woo! going on, guys? Uh, I'm doing this Red Room comic on a monthly basis, right? So that means I have to get about 28 pages done every 30 days. So forgive me if I don't uh, train the camera on me while I'm looking down and drawing. Uh, I figured just point the camera at the page, man. And, you know, I could multitask very easily, Get the get keep grinding, have a what nice conversation. Amazing. amazing opportunity for us to get to watch you work, man. That's that's awesome. Yeah, absolutely. Especially on Red Room. Oh, man, what issues uh, are you working on here? Uh, I think this will be... Uh, like the seventh issue I'm working on. So, oh, like, wow. oh, you know what? Let me show you some. Uh, I got some pages and shit right here to show off. Let me see. This is some shit I was working on yesterday. Oh. Check check out that stuff right there. Oh, so <laughs> just rip a dude's face off, cut oh, his own legs off. What the hell? Yeah, this man. is going to be like a uh, variant cover for issue two. Fire! It's going to be a cover for issue four. Fire! And, uh, oh yeah, this is why. Let me see. This is the first page, man, of uh, oh, the issue I'm working on. Golly. I do this. I do this extra process where I scan it in, and then there will be these gray tones that I that I add uh, digitally called okay. duotone. Uh-huh. So. This is kind of an unfinished piece, man. But you get the gist. Like you're yes. gonna have these crazy looking pu- pumpkin hockey masks. You have a twisted imagination, my friend. I love it. I well, let love me, it. Can, well, can I ask you guys? Like, uh, I'm I'm gonna assume that we're that we're peers, you know, not not too far from from the same ages and stuff. So I have to imagine that you guys would check out stuff at the VHS uh, at the movie store, right? Oh Back yeah. In the day? Oh yeah. Yo, pre- prestige video, man. Anytime I went into that video store, the lady knew with the tummy. Hey, Alex, we got new horror movies. Yeah, yeah, man. Like I Renaissance video, games. we had we had a yeah. it was like a back little back door like like type of place, and they had all the Wu Tang movies, all the Kung Fu flicks. Like I could bring Wu Tang tapes and just play the clip, and and he'd be like, "Okay, that's that movie," and we'd check it out. Yeah, love that shit. So so yeah. I mean, that's the spirit that this comic was is made in, man. Like everybody who who checked out like the entire horror section of your VHS shop, like that's yep. that's who this comic is for. We have Lucas Fashino watching. He's, he has a show called It's Drunk and Chat. And apparently your book is very spoken about at Red Room. People are digging it within the comic book community, as they should. Absolutely. 
it's 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 a twisted book. But before we get all into that, yo, just a little bit about your history. Again, we were talking about you were doing uh history of the comics and hip hop, and then you know, obviously, you know, you, you do the grand design. What's kind of the same vein of as history? You know, uh, wh- where did that passion come from? You know, for you to kind of do your storytelling in that mode, in that fashion. The in in like a like a historical fashion yes, or yes, in right. the historical fashion with the comic book, you know, twist to it, of course. Yeah, sure. So so I cut I cut my my puppy teeth professionally, uh, thanks to this dude named uh, Harvey P. Carr, who made a comic oh. called American Splendor. Legend. Yeah. Legend. It, and uh, the, so the movie was made about him. And then I started sending him some of my my own uh, comic books, uh, just like little strips, five pager, four pagers, stuff like this. Okay. And and he was super popular right at that moment because of the movie. So I uh, just got connected with him. You know, he hit me up and had all of this opportunity. So we did a book together called Macedonia about, you know, the Balkan region and the okay. and the political destabilization, destabilization of the region. And then we did a book called The Beats, man, that was about like the beatnik generation, Jack Kerouac, okay. Allen Ginsberg, mm-hmm. William S. Burroughs. And, you know, that's like 300 pages of historical comics right there and i was still in that mode uh okay. and and there's definitely some stuff that that i don't see in in comics uh that you know would make good comics so even before hip-hop i did this uh this strip called um WYSIWYG that was about uh computer hacking and it was okay it was it was fictional but it was rooted in real life like i sort of borrowed the stories of real people to yeah. to like weave my fictional tale um so that's just like sort of where my interest lies in a way, man. I'm a huge fan of rap music. I uh, wanted to learn a lot more. And basically what the what the comic is, I'm just I was just sharing my my discoveries, man. It was like yeah. archaeology or something, man. I was just digging <laughs> in uh, old old books, right. magazines, stuff like that. And when I started to find cool connections, you know, we'll put that together in a comic strip. That's amazing. Yeah, that's and hey, let me ask you a question. I, uh, as Al told you, I got a channel called The Sixth Element of Hip Hop because comic books, I believe, are the sixth element of hip hop. There's always that connection since the beginning. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so when you told me that that you were coming on, man, I just had to had to meet you. What what? How did you? Hip hop family tree is so accurate and so detailed. Um, like talking to Cool Herc, did you talk to these guys? How did you get this these details? Because it's really personal stuff in there. Yeah, the uh, the first book is all f- like from found sources. Uh, basically, the general consensus of the history of hip hop. Uh, but I my thought with that was to try to um, curate all of this information into one place, rather than you have to read a hundred issues of Source magazine. You got to watch like the Danish documentaries and shit right, like this. Right. And like, let me go all over the place. Try to put this stuff together in like a kind of linear fashion. Yeah. Uh, because that was that was something that fascinated me about it, too. You know, it's a it was a word of mouth culture, pre-internet. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the term viral, uh, pro- it, you know, if it existed, would have had to have meant like person to person, just straight up word of mouth. Mm-hmm. And uh, there were other music forms and genres that that were sort of around too that didn't go anywhere uh or at least put it this way they didn't reach the levels that that hip-hop did right so so, uh, i wanted to investigate like what were all the circumstances involved to to make hip-hop like a global phenomenon 
inside right. of like 10 years even. Um, but after mm-hmm. the first book came out, I started to get more access, started to talk to, talk to people. But um, <laughs> you know the way hip hop works, man. So everybody created everything and it was like, <laughs> it was dicey. Yeah. It, was, it was hard to wade through, man. And if I would have made that book when I was 20 years old and having some of these people call me up and tell me, yeah, I invented this, man. Like whatever you read, like like later for that. That's it's yeah. nonsense, man, because I created the scratch right, on a record right. and all the stuff. And, and I would have just been like, oh, yes, sir. Yes, I will put that in the comic. And, <laughs> you know, it would have been it would have been trash. But, um, yeah. yeah, like started talking to people after um, after that first book. And you really did your thing, man. It, it, it's amazing for anybody that has not checked that out. If you're into hip hop and comics, man, hip hop family tree will break down the whole history of the genre in such a great fashion. The artwork is incredible. Um, you just you really did your thing, man. What are some of your favorite kind of hip hop uh, comics? Uh, well, you know, there's not a lot of hip hop comics per se, but there's a lot of hip hop in comics and there's yeah. a lot of comics in hip hop. You know what I mean? Like For sure. all the rappers' names and, and album names and song names and lyrics so closely related to, to comic books. And uh, I was actually reading a Harbinger comic from Valiant, and I saw uh, the character actually quoting a Nas rhyme from Illmatic, <laughs> word for word. Yeah. And I was like, oh, man, like this is this is really something. There's really hip-hop in comics. And so I just wanted to, you know, sort of celebrate that connection. I still remember this one scene in a preacher comic where uh, it's it's Jesse Custer, Cassidy and Tulip are in a pickup truck going down the road and Jesse Custer's putting on some shit kicking hillbilly shit. And <laughs> and uh, Cassidy grabs the, the knob and he turns it to some, I don't know, some Celtic nonsense or whatever. Yeah, right. And then Tulip grabs the uh, the the knob and changes it to a channel. And it starts playing. Uh, Listen to my nine millimeter from uh, KRS One's uh, Criminal Minded uh, oh, yeah. BDP album, and she's singing along to it. And they're both looking at her like, "What?" And of <laughs> course, and of course, to draw that connection, you know, hip hop family tree style. Uh, Axel Alonzo was the was the editor of Preacher at that time, and he's the dude ah. that instituted all the hip hop uh, Marvel covers. And you know, he dug hip hop family tree, hooked me up with that opportunity with Grand Design and stuff. So you know, he's not Ooh. faking. Yeah, I was gonna ask you because Grand Design is another one. I mean, I lo- I loved it. I have every issue, but again, I I collect anything that you come out with, man. Uh, that I dig it. I dig it. So, you know how that op- you know so it was actually the gate got to the app, you know, to do it. I mean, how was that pitch? Because you know it, it was really well done. For those that haven't gotten it, you better get into it ASAP. <laughs> yeah, X Men is my favorite. Yeah, you know it's my favorite stuff too. And uh, I don't know. I was just feeling feeling uh uh egotistical at the moment man and and i drew this copy this this image of all the x-men it was a time when you know i spent my entire professional life doing all this other stuff but what i was interested in when i was i was a kid was drawing superheroes and junk man so just for fun i took a couple like a weekend and i drew all the x-men kind of like uh all the different lineages and i like the way it turned out man whenever i finished it i tweet i tweeted it out and just said, you know, Marvel should let me make whatever kind of X-Men comic I feel like making. Ooh, and then right. Axel, Axel hit me up within the hour and was like, well, what, what do you want to do? And, and I really had no idea, had no clue at all, man. I was just kind of being bravado about the shit. And uh, I just said, well, let me uh, – I, well, I just fully lied and was like, I have a way to tie the first 300 issues of X-Men together into one cohesive story. 
And what that really meant was, I just want to draw a little bit of all the stuff I love. Like, let me draw a couple saber tooth pages. Let me draw some Mr. Sinister pages. You know what I'm saying? Like all the cool shit. Yeah. Yeah. Let me, let me draw uh, Kitty Pride when she was in that like rainbow outfit for a couple of pages or something. So, so uh, what you're looking at when you see X-Men grand design is really just me just making money off Marvel so that, (laughs) so, so that I could, uh, you know, indulge in drawing you know, fan fiction for a couple of years or something. But but the function that that had was uh, that basically like the hip hop comic, um, it does okay in comic shops, but it has a yeah. bigger life outside of comic shops, uh, right. in, in record shops, regular bookstores and stuff. Yeah. So that, that like, was like, like real hip hop does. Totally, totally. Like, like the, my, my thoughts about comics are like, you need to like, not just make comics for the people that are already there reading the shit. Of course. If, if you want to like broaden the horizons, man, there's, there's nothing more lame to me than the, than trying to turn comics into poetry, which is like poets write poetry for other poets to read, yeah. you know, like there's like that vein of, of comics. And that's like, you know, you're not, you're not, you're not doing anything. It's, it's masturbation. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um, so, uh, so I needed to, almost like shake the hands of comics retailers and that X-Men book is like an introduction of myself to them because, because Red Room was, was always on the horizon. Like I was maybe going to start doing that right after hip hop before this Marvel opportunity popped up. Mm -hmm. So, uh, you know, this is a weird comic. You said it yourself, man, there's a lot of unsavory shit in here. And, and I need to, uh, I need to introduce myself to the comic shop if I wanted to have any success with it. And right now, I mean, it's, it's a record seller for um, Fantagraphics. So it sort of, sort of did its job, you know, between that, between cartoonist kayfabe, between the cool ass uh, variant covers that Jimmy Rugg and um, Peach Momoko drew for me, they goose the numbers up in a big way, man. I'm super yeah. appreciative of that too. Yeah. Somebody mentioned that it, was, that it was fire. <laughs> right. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah, my mom really did a thing. Yeah, yeah, she's dope. Yeah. So, all right. So, what were those inspirations behind this? Look for look at this awesome first issue. Uh, uh cover right there, sexy, sexy ass cover. Yeah, that's and based. It, that's based off of uh, the very first issue of uh, Famous Monsters of Filmland, which is a very important magazine. Started coming out mm. in the fifties. Forrest J. Ackerman was the publisher of that stuff. And if if you look at that first cover of uh of uh famous monsters completely red so you know I, I dig that for the red room aesthetic you have this like fly looking lady with this like dude with a frankenstein mask standing behind her and it just looks ominous man it looks real freaky wow it's like a like a pre-fangoria magazine oh totally like Fra- fangoria would be inspired by <laughs> famous monsters like wow. it, it would be the same kind of format with the um covers where it's like one big striking image the difference would be instead of like you know that santa claus episode of tales from the crypt getting like the full uh, portrait yeah. of, on the front cover treatment it would have been like a fly ass painting by basil gogos of like creature from the black lagoon or something like that wow Okay, let's get into this, bro. Cause this Red Room book, bro. I mean, I couldn't drop it. I I, I just kept reading, and reading. Cause this is a double sized book, right? Yeah, you know, I, like I, I was calling it double sized, uh, but then uh, because I don't really read uh, like many Marvel DC comics, and yeah. when I say many, I mean any. Uh, <laughs> 
I, I didn't know that comics are 20 pages nowadays, man. So oh, my, yes. my, my, my shit is triple, triple sized. Oh, yeah. Tri- okay. Yeah. Truth, truth, truth to that. Absolutely. Una yeah, tripleta 60, right there. 62 pages. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's a great book for its value. It's definitely a lot of fun. It's a, it's it, again, folks, not for everyone. I think it's a twisted read. So kiddies, oh, yeah. you know, you know, but if kids love girl, and you know what? I can't even say it. I started watching a horror movie at five years old. You know what I mean? So <laughs> yeah, I, was yeah I, mean, I, I love all this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And and uh, what's what's funny and, and what's going to be what's going to be fun to see. Uh, it's going to be a big joke over here is like they see the front cover. Right. And it says all that stuff. Rivers of gore, mm-hmm. uh, murder on the dark web for fun and profit. Uh, something about pornography or something. Yeah. The it illegal was... acts of pornography <laughs> and degradation live on <laughs> webcam. So you read that <laughs> stuff. Right. And I promise you. There are going to be little bitches that read this and say, "Like, look at all this shit he put in there. That's foul. Know. This is awful. We need to cancel this dude." You already know. And it's like it's right there on the cover. You weak ass lames. Yeah, man. These these ridiculous cancel culture SJW morons <laughs> ruining comics and all mediums, hip hop, everything. It's just ridiculous. It's like, look, read the label. If it's got parental advisory, if it's got mature reader, if it's got anything like that on the cover, you can't say nothing. Yeah, maybe it's not for you. Yeah, maybe. exactly. Yeah. Don't pick it up knowing it's not for you, and then bitch about it. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's America. Thing. Don't tell everybody what they can read or not read. You know what exactly. I mean? Exactly. You don't like it. So, so you guys got got a uh, YouTube channel. You got a podcast and stuff, and and we have the cartoonist kayfabe thing going on, and uh, it it sort of reminded me of um if you ever saw the old uh private parts howard stern movie yeah when uh there's a part where he's at at w wnbc (laughs) and and they're trying to they're trying to kick him out right and they're taking a look at the um they're taking a look at the numbers and it's like well the people who like howard stern listen for 30 minutes per day the people yeah. who dislike Howard Stern listen for three hours per day. And they're just, like, why would that be? Right. And, and then, you know, having the YouTube channel stuff, it's like, well, the reason for that is because they're sitting there. They got their little editing shears and they're mm-hmm. waiting for you to slip up yeah. and yeah. say some dumb shit, you yeah. know? So, you know, the lesson with, with that is just have have um have autonomy over your own stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like publish your yeah. own stuff. Yeah. Uh, the cool thing about Fantagraphics is that, you know they they have fought these fights uh, with 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 crybabies for about forty years, man. Oh, so, well, forty yeah. years of fighting, son. forty plus years. So like they they don't care. Like yeah, know, talk, talk your nonsense. Like we're gonna right. be doing our stuff. And in the in the worst case scenario, like say say that uh, shit goes south and like you know people get cranky too much. Then I'll just self publish and use my YouTube channel and have million dollar Kickstarters. So why not? I, I could give a fuck. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Either way, you know, people that want it want it, and they're not wrong with it. I again, I'm saying it's dark and twisted. I love that kind of shit personally. Yeah. Again, so for me, it did bring me back to the old school horror comics I used to read that were kind of gory, so some messed up scenes because there's definitely tons. You're a very inventive dude <laughs> when it comes to <laughs> when it comes to the uh, to the stuff that happens. So where did that inspiration come from? That inventiveness of, of, of the different varieties of kills, if you yeah, because that that that's that's what makes <laughs> it. I think that's what makes it. You know, 
just graphic horror, just just blood and guts for the sake of doing it. Yeah, yeah, it's some good art horror. and actually being real creative and and good. That's yeah. Here's an, once again, here's an example, right? Like a dude just got his face <laughs> peeled back and uh, is hanging there from chains and shit. Gorgeous, uh, love so, the black and white, the detail, amazing. So, yeah. you know, come from the VHS era, come from the Mortal Kombat era. Uh, fatalities, right? You would you yeah. would check you would check the new the new game to see what the fresh fatalities would be. Uh, so I'm, you know, we are of the generation we are desensitized to that stuff, and yes. it's it's kind of it's funny <laughs> to us, you know. Right. Like, yes. I love uh, trauma movies, Toxic Avenger, all that oh, kind of Avenger. stuff. Man, I yeah. saw that. I love that movie. My father, <laughs> my father told me, "Hey, what is this trash?" You know, yeah, like, yeah. Okay, but Dad, let's just watch it. He was laughing throughout the whole movie. He let me watch it. Now, you know, when that movie came out, I must have been 11, 12 years old. He let me watch it. Mm-hmm. You know, his titties galore and. <laughs> What was going on here? But that was toxic. I was desensitized. Yeah, man. Whenever, right. uh, whenever we got our first card to a video store, it was like a little mom and pop shop in always here here, here in town, and uh, they had the big ass poster for Toxic Avenger, and uh, we walked in, and I remember seeing that, like, Dad, I think I have to see that. <laughs> he looked yeah. at it and was like, you know what? I think I have to see that too. Oh, cool. And that that might have been cool. one of the very first movies we we ever rented, man. My first VHS rental when my parents finally damn bought a VCR was when Lethal Weapon just came out. Because <laughs> the, the video store just opened up around the corner finally, too. And that, that's when the whole relationship began. I'm renting movies like Lunch Meat, you know, Hannibal Holo- Cannibal Holocaust and all that, yeah. which, oh, yeah. is, which you have been mentioning in the book historically. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. It's a, that's, a, uh, that's an important Piscor family movie. In fact, He's a Pisco uh, family movie. <laughs> that's great that you you know your your dad and your family uh watched those with you. I grew up and we always used to watch horror movies. And one day I was you know talking to my dad about one, and I'm I'm thinking he loved them. You know I'm like yeah you loved the. He's like no nah, I really didn't like that stuff. I'm like but we always used to rent. It. He's like that was you. <laughs> that's a cool dad. You know he, yeah, he hooked yeah. you up and he and he and he uh you know he he endured it because he, he let me embrace we're, what we're, I we're yeah. digging that uh, shit. See, mm-hmm. I was smart. I would rent two horror movies, but get an action movie to be the filler in between for him. Right. And 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 he was a happy camper. All right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> sci-fi. He's like all sci-fi. But I was in the big. I was in the horror big time. Of course, I'm more sci-fi now. But yeah. There was like a uh, a little um, text thread on on my phone uh, for uh, it was like two years ago, and and I have. You know, I'm 38, but I have a I have a kid sister, man, who was who was in high school, and uh, the text thread was uh, I was basically I was trying to find who had my copy of Cannibal Holocaust specifically, oh, really? and 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 we're all going back like, no, I borrowed it, but I gave it to you know Bob, my brother, and and he gave it to. It ended up, man, my my baby sister had the shit, and her and her friends were watching Cannibal Holocaust, and I just like screen grabbed the the text for uh, keeps because that's like that's the piscor siblings man it's uh, like too funny a, a 20 minute conversation about where where my <laughs> copy of cannibal holocaust is it, are right. you guys gonna bronze it and that's gonna be the heirloom <laughs> <laughs> it's a bootleg too man like like if you remember there was a while well, other way uh, can you get it uh, back then exactly I dude i was come on man i grew up in new york so talk, you know 42nd street the pre-giuliani 42nd street i'm talking yeah. about you know where kid, you were 13 years old you could walk into a, a karate store and come out with uh ninja stars and throwing <laughs> blades and all this shit and then on the corner you buy yeah. all the bootleg porns and karate movies 40 dudes 
we would get uh here in Pittsburgh it, there was like a circuit of like barbershop hustler dudes who uh, would just like pu- push a cart full yeah. of CDs and and VHS tapes and stuff and when I would see them go from barbershop to barbershop I would just scoop up the the latest tapes and it would be it would be those old school bootlegs that would be like in the theater that look like <laughs> MST thousand. Yeah, you see, you see heads at the bottom. Whenever the funny moment happens, you hear the whole theater laugh and shit. Yeah, yeah, but those those were good days, man. I remember that too because we would have the folks, the bootleggers, come into the um the diners, you know, and then you hear the diner dude, "Hey, yo, get the fuck out of here! No solicit- no soliciting." But I'm over here like, wait a minute, let me see what he got. Yeah. <laughs> Shit, I'm bored. I need a movie, bro. Back in the day, that's what it was, bro. And, and even bootleg mixtapes, remember? For sure, <laughs> for sure, man. That was that was like that was like how you know people would resolve differences, man, on those mixtapes because they they wouldn't save it for the record. Yeah. Especially if you weren't popular enough. Like if it was a battle between two dudes where one guy was like obviously way more popular, why would he ever say your your name on his record, man? Yeah. Like let's just let's just stick yeah. to to the uh, little Magnavox tapes and shit. Oh my God, the Magnavox! Oh wow. man, great shit! Yeah, bro, I used to get the Maxwells at the bodega for like Number fifty X. cents a pop, the sixty minutes. Yeah, the TDKs. <laughs> yeah. Oh shit, yeah, TDKs, bro, mm-hmm. absolutely. So with Red Room, man, what, what's popping? Is this going to be a continuing, uh, ongoing series within Fancy Graphics? Or what? Because you know, you said it's a number one. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be. It's a monthly comic book. So, like oh, I said, this is like man. the seventh, the seventh issue, but it's. It's going to be these waves of four issues and then collected into a book. So oh, nice. Four mm. issues of uh, of um, Red Room, the antisocial network. Nice. And then, uh, you know, there will be another four issues of, you know, the next kind of miniseries. Now, now here's the deal, though. Every issue completely self-contained. Yeah, it is. It's a right. story uh, unto itself. It's a whole it's a whole piece Old school, um, mm-hmm. love it. I That's love what I'm that. saying. I the love old, that. You you brought an old school approach to it, which it's I just, definitely appreciate. It's yep. just um, looking at comics, looking at the stuff on the racks, and dealing with my own grievances rather than you know as we were talking about earlier, man, the mm-hmm. little crybaby, the little crybaby yeah. bitches that yeah. you know like flex the Twitter fingers or something like that, which is like easy to do. Twitter like how about you? How about you make a comic and uh, address the stuff that you think is corny? So like. Stretching out one simple idea for um for for a comic story across six issues is whack as hell to me, man. It's it's taking a bunch of your money yep. and giving you just morsels of mm-hmm. uh, of the bigger hole, and it's like you need to give satisfying chunks, man. Yeah, yes. just a little cliffhanger. Agreed. You know? Yeah, yeah, and and you know, and like I mean, even if it's a cliffhanger, sometimes it's like ten minutes of time happen within a twenty-page comic, and it's just like, right. come on, man. Oh, you that in ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You need you need to have something more substantial, yeah. and that's what this is, man. So these are like the way I describe it is like imagine if like Black Mirror, like every episode happened within the same universe. So there's a set of rules to this oh, okay. world, but it's there are individual episodes that don't necessarily fit into the very next one. But when you read them all together, it kind of like gives you a broader understanding of the universe. Uh, that these characters live in. Um, all that said, I might do extra stories with some of the same characters. It's just a, a different moment in their lives, uh, a different progression. And there is a progression. It's not like, you know, a, a Marvel or DC book where it's the same. The character is the same at the 
beginning and the end. Like nothing really changes. It just kind right. of creates an impression of change. Mm-hmm. Uh, stuff happens here, man. Oh, yeah. There, there's definitely a lot of change in this movie. Yeah. Holy <laughs> smokes. It, it, again, it, it, it's sick. It's, 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 it's right up my alley. It, it's a full story, like you said. A lot of things happen, so you did create a, a, a universe, if you will. You know, yeah. so there, there, there's a lot of people to meet and, and say goodbye to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. And yeah. uh, that, that's what that first issue was about, too, man. It was about introducing you to the universe, man, and, and letting you know what oh, well, a big chunk of the rules on. are, so that uh, so that when you read future stories, like you kind of know, you have some general idea of like what the, of this world that these people live in. Yeah, man, you got this little character named Horace. Oh, man, what a little bastard. <laughs> yeah, yeah, man. <laughs> and I love the splatterpunk, cyberpunk aspect to it. I love cyberpunk, post-apocalyptic type stuff, man. It's great. And I love this uh, Wolverine homage cover variant that you got. Oh, yeah, the, that Sam Keith stuff, man. Yeah, like, nice. I'll never forget the, the first time I saw saw that cover out in the wild and just could not believe how because that Wolverine yep. was like off model like it yeah. wasn't like Wolverine as you've seen before mm-hmm. but it was actually way cooler yeah you know yep. than than your average Wolverine that you were seeing yeah and we uh we are mesmerized right now watching you work man you make it look so easy this guy is is phenomenal the yeah, detail man. is bananas uh it might you be know, hard to what? see with the blue line, but uh, actually, what this whole scene is—it's a—it's 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 uh, a boyfriend and girlfriend set of graffiti artists. Okay. And uh, like when I was a kid, I used—I used to paint. I was not good at all, but um, I used to go out and and um, paint trains like a couple Hip-hop, times, maybe all the time. Hip hop, baby. And uh, one of my big fears when I was out there, certainly when I was practicing in kind of isolated places where you knew that the cops weren't going to show up and you could actually try to learn something. Mm-hmm. Uh, I you're, you're in a place that legitimately would be, you know, a good place to hide a body. And I always was <laughs> in fear that I would be out there when a couple of guys were roughing somebody up or fucking somebody up or, 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 or yeah. dumping a body or something. Did, yeah. Oh, See man. something and you're then, not supposed to. Exactly. Uh, so basically, I'm putting that fear down on the page here. It's going to be like a two page sequence where like these kids ah. are painting graffiti and then they're looking, they hear something happen and they're like, what the fuck? And then they look in between two, two uh, freight trains and they see this gun pointed to this dude's head who's been obviously beat the fuck up. Wow. And, uh, you know, he will get killed on the next page. Uh, and once again, that's just like one of my no big fears. And, and I'm pretty sure that death would be very gloriously gory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't shy yeah. away from the brains, boy. Yeah, I have the splatter toothbrush right here. Oh, shit. <laughs> That's your exit uh-huh. wound brush right there. The exit wound. You should call it that. <laughs> Mr. What is this? This is called the exit wound. You know, that would that could be a business opportunity. Like, just buy a bunch of these oral bees, yeah. put, them in a, yeah. uh, put them in a poly bag, and bring them to uh, conventions and sell them for extra yeah. money. Like, this yeah. is an exit wound brush. It's a new, it's a new art tool. It's it, you know what? Just shave it just a little bit. You know, change it just a little bit enough that you know. Dip right. it in ink, man. Dip it, it in ink so, so that it's black. I, I don't think I ever saw a black uh, toothbrush before. Right. You know well, what? That's, that's, yeah. Well, yeah, it's true. <laughs> now you got us thinking. I know. And unfortunately, because I smoked prior to this, you really got me kind of now, now, now curious. I'm gonna have to Google search this later. Charcoal. <laughs> yeah, man. So. Uh, okay, so you, you said uh, inspired by early VHS, man. Is there, um, you know, what what was 
one of your favorites other than the Cannibal Holocaust? You know, one of is it still from that VHS universe? Uh yeah, sure. Like I love uh, Hellraiser. Oh yeah, Defo, Defo, Frank. <laughs> big Frank yeah, man. I got all the uh, all the big yeah, ones, you know, yeah. like oh, sick. Yeah, that's rad, man. Whenever McFarlane was putting out, putting out all those figures, see that would that's another instance of like the crazy Piscor family because my my sister was a little little baby when the uh, Leatherface figure and Freddy Krueger and Jason came out, and I had to get her those for like her third birthday. You'll love this one. That's money, oh, man. Sexy. That's money. And, and the, the detail is amazing. And even the, the his little implements they uh, they're actually hanging on his belt loose. I mean, oh, cool. incredible That's detail. Is, yeah. is that is that McFarlane? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 He he was he was thorough. Did they did they make the other Cenobites? I have not seen him. I I wanted to find like at least Chatterer, but I think yeah, I, fu- I I think he did. I think I saw a I Chatterer so, figure yeah. once. Yeah. Because the question the question that. would be the question would be uh, the real question is like. There's that bald headed lady without the pins in her head, but she's got uh-huh. that vagina on her neck, and I wonder if yeah, that yeah. would actually be on oh, the, the toy and be in Toys R Us. The one that was right, smoking right. through her throat, that one. Yeah, man. Well, that was hilarious. You know. Oh, okay. So if you like that, please tell me you like Nightbreed. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, like uh, Clive Clive Barker's the shit. Yeah, no thank doubt. you. That was Can- my man. Candyman. Oh Super man, show. are you excited no, for the new film in a used bookstore? Oh, you found you know, it. This is, yeah, this is, yeah, this is Nightbreed. Nightbreed yes. based on this book, Cabal. Yeah, and man. It is deep. It is deep. Yeah, really, really good. The uh, yeah, he's a big influence. So like he did mm-hmm. um, the thing that sort of made him popular initially was called the Books of Blood, and yes. uh, there were so many of those uh, short stories in the Books of Blood were adapted into film. Mm-hmm. So like uh, Mystery Meat Train. Uh, with Bradley Cooper. Yeah, I like that. I like that damn movie. Yeah, that was that was in the book. Um, lots of good stuff, and and a lot of that shit was adapted into comics with like, um, Eclipse comics and and uh, Epic comics. Yes. Ta- Tapping the vein. Tapping the vein. Yes. Yeah. Great series. One, I had those. One of the gnarly, formats. Exactly, man. One of the gnarly, uh, strips in there, man. Uh, and I was always wondering, like, how how could you even visualize this? It was in that first books of blood. Well, actually, the first the the book that we got collected three volumes of the Books of Blood. So, uh, <laughs> any anyhow, um, there was a story about this like far off town, you know, in like Russia or something, and these tourists are kind of wandering through, and they just hear like the Jurassic Park, like the like the 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 drink is vibrating because they hear the yeah. of like footsteps, and there would be this like hundred year tradition between these two towns where they would a hundred percent of the people in the town would kind of like climb on top of each other and create these like, like Mazinger gargantuan Kaiju bodies, man. But it would be made of the townspeople and it would be one, (laughs) one town versus the other. And they would like fight each other. And, and it was so insane to read. But then it's like, how could they possibly visualize that? And if, and if you look at those tapping the vein books, the art yeah. is incredible, man. It is, it they is. just they just like essentially draw a really cool looking behemoth monster and then draw little bodies inside yeah. to like make it mm-hmm. up. Yep, yep, he's absolutely right. I think Hans's homie shout out was uh, he could attest. I was a big Clive Barker fan. Getting 
anything Clive Barker related. Even the Epic Nightbreed series and the comics and whatnot. Boom did some yeah, amazing stuff not so long dope. ago, which is great. And we have questions here because somebody first asked, "Do you still have some of your old tags <laughs> when you were bombing?" Uh, you know, I don't. I don't think so. Okay. I, I don't think so. I do have I do have flicks and stuff, but I wouldn't show those to anybody. Trash <laughs> bag, like like uh, everybody would be like, man, yeah, you should stick to comics. <laughs> and then someone says, do you have plans to release your own figures? Yeah, since Red Room definitely has a cast of characters that I see that yeah. very very feasible. Your boy with the the card uh, symbols on yeah, his face. poker face, Somebody, man, poker face, yeah, yeah man. bro. Is there yeah, any he... inspiration from Wu Tang when he pulls the tongue out and stabs you with the? <laughs> yes, right. A rusty screwdriver, wow! Like there, there absolutely is, man. That was that was definitely on my mind. Nice. That ex- that nice. exact piece, man. But um, nice. you know, manufacturing my own figures, I I I just don't know about that, man. That seems like that would take a lot of extra time. But um, I'd buy them. I I, I would I would make some deals. Yeah, I would, yeah, I'd buy I would make some deals. The, the obviously the first step is got to make the comic as popular as possible. And, You're on your uh, way, bro. You're on yeah. your way. Come on, yeah, bro. It's I, you, kiddo. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, th- I think so. You know, like, I mean, th- the first issue, we sold a lot of copies. So now I have to make sure that the stores actually sell them. You know, the, the yes. way it works yeah. for me and for like the creative people involved is the store is our customer, right? Like right. They, they buy our shit. Right. So, so now, you know, talking with you guys, getting the word out, I'm trying to make sure that the stores sell their copies and they're not sitting on stuff, you right. know, like that these are collecting dust or whatever, man. And, you know, I think, I think these will move. Someone is wondering if you create personalized comics. Does that mean like autobiogra- autobiographical or like they commission something and then yeah, I draw something for I, I, would, I would assume a commission, yeah. Uh, not really. Not okay. really. Like I put all my time into this. And like I said, man, doing this monthly thing, there's That's like great. very little time for, for anything else. So or is this your first time really hitting it hard like this on, on a monthly? Uh, on a monthly, yeah, for sure. But okay. um. It's it's still the same schedule I always had in a way. Like I, twenty twenty didn't affect me professionally in in any way because it was I I was designing twenty twenty to to be um a production year anyhow. Yeah, I I totally do not take that for granted at all. So uh, I just I just was on the grind. Like COVID provided the excuse to not really fuck with people too much and hang out and and, and draw comics for for a whole year so i I built up a little cushion for when we start putting these out and i should be able to hit all my marks excellent it it was a fun time with the covid in a sense where you know you no longer had to use the excuse oh i'm tired i have a headache bro it's covid out there you want me to get sick (laughs) (laughs) let me let me start working okay and she said yes short autobiographical comics she meant oh yeah yeah, yeah, I, I do uh, do those, and, and I, I have a full book that's completely finished that, that I solicited a while back, but then I took it off the shelf just because I started to get shy about it. Um, uh, so, so I decided that uh, it'll be like a posthumous, like, Tupac album. Like, whenever I die, <laughs> it'll be published. Okay, you have it at the mm-hmm. helm like that. When I pass, make sure it comes out the next day, all right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, shit. Oh, man, that's crazy. It's, it's kind of sick that you think that way. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, all right. So we will get this at Fancy Graphics, and you're saying you're going to release this at, you said, four times a year, leading to a, uh, a graphic. So that's five books a year. So what's no, no, the no. release? 
no? So how, here's how it'll work. Okay. Uh, it's going to be a monthly comic. So okay, it so, is monthly. Okay. So this month, in a couple in a couple of weeks, issue one comes out. Next the 19th. month, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Next month, another issue. Month after that, another issue. Month after that, another issue. Uh, month after that, trade paperback. Okay. Got might on. let might let that live on the shelf for two months all by itself. Okay. And then like October, the next round of four is going to come out. Ah, okay. Uh, yeah. And you can and you can strategy. pre-order you can pre-order all the variants and uh all that on thirdeyecomics.com as well. Yeah, for sure. Let's for see, sure. Yeah. And that that's another cool thing that happened, man. A bunch of stores kind of came out of the woodwork and were like, I'll order a thousand copies. Like, can you wow. draw, draw a fresh cover? And Ooh. who am I to say no, man? That's a heck of an investment. Oh heck yeah, it is. Yeah, but man. you see, man, that that test, man. Woo! I can't wait because this is definitely gonna be on my pull list. And folks, look, check. Oh, and before we even go, bro, your channel, people have gone nuts over it. You're you're a boss, man. How's that journey on that? Uh, it's real good. You know, it's. I was talking with Jim earlier, man. Like it's it's like one of the smartest things that we've ever done for for like our own personal business, pro- probably ever. Because like everything. I've ever done is just like intuitive and just kind of like doing whatever I want to do and things work out. But uh, right. having having a YouTube channel and kind of creating um, a little community around it has been rewarding in a million different ways beyond just kind of like promoting our stuff and getting the word out. Like there are Big people who, who are in the fan community there and like we'll say something like, man, there should be an image grand design where you take all the original image comics and 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 tie them together and then a year goes by you know everybody's locked down with covid and Mm. like i don't know 50 60 guys got together and made Mm. image grand design and 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 told the story in a bootleg fashion like that that shit is cool as hell man wow oh man geez boy you got me now salivating for that right (laughs) i would love to see that hell fix the image you that way we could get some old school shit back I know hey, some people didn't like it. I enjoyed it for the time because now those books are so highly sought after. It's so funny. Complain, complain, complain. And then, oh, I, I need it in my collection, though. They sh- they should be easy to find. I mean, there were like millions of them shits. A lot but, of them, yeah. But it, it's the it's, conditions now because a lot of people did use a lot of that for toilet paper apparently back in the day. <laughs> I uh, ah. You know, th- those guys never didn't get dissed, man. Like whenever I went to art school. Uh, the the kids that I went to school with, they would just be like McFarlane, Rob Liefeld. Those guys are shit. It's such garbage. But like the comics they were messing with were like yeah. Fathom, and yeah. I'm just like, that's this is just the same thing, man. This is a, just a, a different dude, but it's it's all the same comics. It's all surface yeah. level. It's all yeah. flash. It's all kind of like what what they identify as cool drawings. Yeah, I always loved uh, Liefeld and, and and McFarlane's art. Um, but you know the story, the, the early stories in, in Image weren't the best, but the art was always amazing. There were no stories like but it was the era. No. It was the era of the artist, though. You know, you know, they totally. were rock stars at the time. That was that every era. page was like a cover. Yeah, yeah, totally. There's, there's got to be some happy medium there, man. Where like mm-hmm. you can make these like very visually cool looking pages, but actually also tell a cool story because like that, yeah. I feel like that's what's that's what's lacking in in that um mainstream space right now yeah. uh is yeah. like it's so writer driven yeah and uh it looks static and freaking boring as hell man yes yes agreed 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 there's a lot mm-hmm. of books like that you know you can't have a complete <laughs> something that feels complete somebody did ask when you when you do release this in the graphic format will it be in hardcover 
the trade the trade paperbacks are going to be soft cover, but I imagine at the end of the journey there will probably be a, a big okay. like sexy collection that has an omnibus. I don't know, rub, rub the blood or something like that, man. Ooh. So, who knows? Right. Who Smell the copper, right? Scratch and sniff. Smell yeah. the blood. <laughs> That's actually not a bad idea. Old school scratch and sniff. You remember those, bro? I'm about yeah. to write. I'm about to write that down and, and uh, see see if we can accomplish that in our factories in China where where these books get printed up. Why That'd not? Nice. Scratch and sniff. All you gotta That'd do is smell amazing. like copper. Yeah. Like, oh shit, it's nasty. <laughs> that would be dope. Yeah, man. And, and and a person is very happy and says nice that you know definitely would wait for the hardcover because my this is my boy Hans that only collects hardcovers. Oh, cool. <laughs> he only so likes them who, hard. That's what she said, right? Pause. <laughs> so you uh you you we had hip hop family tree on free comic book day. Will you do any uh free comic book days with the uh, red room? Oh, yeah, yeah, we have we have one coming up. Uh, I, I guess free comic book day is in August this in year. August, yeah. Yes. Oh man. And and the cool thing about uh this the Red Room Free Comic Book Day is that it's going to be uh, all original material. So, it is. Oh, so shit. It's, nice. There'll, there'll I got to get this. It'll be sick. It's it's the best comic I ever made. And it's and it's going to wow. cost you zero dollars and zero cents. Wow. Uh, so so I'm, I'm really looking forward to that coming out. And, uh, you know, it's five five separate stories, uh, short stories, you know, f- uh, between six, between six and like, I think, nine pages you know, 33 pages of stuff. There's a full color story that's that's done to look like a really sick, uh, you know, d- like almost like a kid's comic. You know, it's it's almost like a Stand uh-huh. By Me type story. Yeah. Um, nice. But yeah, it's going to come out. I guess Free Comic Book Day is August. So that's when mm-hmm. that'll see the light of day. And that was an important thing whenever I connected with Fantagraphics. Uh this is this is a weird comic, so I have to do everything I can to get the word out. I asked them, man, can I can I get a, a free comic book day comic? Uh, yeah. I, you know, it'll be a great introduction, and the stories will be, you know, they're still hardcore, but I gave myself that mandate to make them kind of like P, PG in a way. So okay. so it's, so it's not gore. It's like it's softer. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, for the free <laughs> that was, a little softer. It's a little <laughs> softer. You Psychological, more, we call that. Yeah. Okay, more head trauma as, as opposed to gut wrenching gore. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. They think it's fire. Everybody's saying you are on fire, homie. But it's just the truth. Yeah, I mean, hopefully we can help. Uh, you know, promote this and, and get it out there, get the word out, man, and get people. You know, and and if, I'd love to have you on uh, hip hop and comic show too. You want to, you know, to promote as well. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. You know, one of the things that we're doing is uh. We're putting all the stuff back in print because uh, over 2020, um, we pretty much sold out of most of our reserves of like the Hip Hop Family Tree box sets and stuff. Uh, So, I mean, you know, we're going to reprint it anyhow. But now the Red Room's coming out. We want to have the full library of like all my stuff out there. Yeah, man. The Pisciverse. And and, uh, if you're if you're cool with it, man, whenever the um, whenever that that stuff gets reprinted, like it would be awesome to talk pop up on your channel and, and talk to you about that stuff because there's a, we have a lot Absolutely. of stuff to say man could talk about break the chain the krs1 marvel comic for like 10 hours probably oh yeah bro yeah yeah that's a good one that's a good one yeah <laughs> forgot about that yeah the steward is wondering here one of our guys how long does it take you to do that do your work on a comic since you're on issue seven now so like you know how long before you even before the release of one were you already working on it uh well well number one was done like a year ago Oh, wow. Um, so, so I was working on that 
you know, in, in 2019 even, uh, it, I don't know. I think it takes me like maybe six to eight weeks to make a comic. Okay. Something like mm-hmm. that. Okay. With this kind of thing, you're, you're not being so precious. You know, you're being a little bit whimsical and yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, it's supposed to be a little raw. So it doesn't have to look like Brian Ballend or <laughs> anything like that. Bro, yeah, but, no, no. but your work is amazing because that's it stood out to me. I, I see it's, it, it's very strong art, bro. I mean, I, I think it strong. is, like you said, some of your best work for real. Because, um, you know, again, the van of the hip hop family I've seen the growth, and I'm like, yeah, big, it's, big, it's step amazing up. to see that here. Yo, yeah, I mean, man. again, me and Rena were talking prior, like, yo, this is wild. I mean, the first thing I said when we popped up in the window is like, yo, well, I got a sick book. We just both laugh, like, it's insane. Yeah. Like we we missed this. We come from the same gen, as you said. Absolutely. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the art. Yeah. Like the art has been getting better. You know. If I, I just consider myself a student of of comics. Like mm-hmm. I'm I'm on the road to like try to grow up and become a master someday or something, man. But in, until right. that day, I'm just I'm 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 uh, I'm Beatrix kiddo. You know what I'm saying? I'm not I'm not Pine Man. <laughs> Word. No, you're living a dream, man. You are living a dream. Yeah, man, and do a fantastic work. All right, because I know, you know, he's busy. He's got to get this issue done. I don't want to take too much more of his time. But look at look that. Look at that face we're working on right there. Whoa, bro. That poor guy who never even, that dentist is salivating. Like, damn, I could have made money off of him. Too bad, yeah, that's man. got them right. <laughs> yeah, he's, yeah, he's, got that, he's got that Pittsburgh mouth. Oh, shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the Monongahela River mouth. The Monunga. Oh <laughs> shit, bro. That that needs to be somewhere in the book. You should call a character Monunga in the book. <laughs> oh no. No, look, pe- people are like me not working because I'm mesmerized. <laughs> yeah, that's a fun thing. Like on the on the Kfabe channel, I, I often uh do these live streams and stuff and there are a lot of makers that come through and just just hang out. Like like one of the things that I did definitely uh have to sacrifice with COVID was I have people come to the studio all the time to hang out and draw with me uh, okay. and, and, and shit like that. So obviously I didn't have any of that. And uh, I presume that that's the same deal with a lot of people who shared studios and things, man. So uh, this is like second nature to me, man, to, to pop on the cam, hang out, you know, shoot the shit and people pop up in the, in the uh, chat room and stuff. And it's the same deal. There are animators, yeah. there are people uh, making comics as well season professionals and and uh you know outlaw comics legends will pop in so it's 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 real fun you know we're all doing what we can to have some sense of uh community and conversation uh in the in these in these crazy times and frankly i I gotta thank you guys a lot for uh taking the time to hang out with me today it was was my an honor actually you're a a legend a a big fan of all your work and you know again this is another one on, on on the pull list for me kiddo we're not worthy yeah, yeah, exactly. There's another one. So uh, again, I guess I'm gonna have to drop a title because uh, I need this in my life. <laughs> facts, big facts. Uh, for real, man. Uh, again, I'm not a. Uh, I, while I love digital, they ain't nothing better than holding a book in your hand. This is made like this is made to be tactile too, man. Like we're yeah, we make we make a fuss about the kind of paper we use and like the cover. Oh, what stops the, what and paper shit. did you use here? Yeah, yeah. What type? Did you go old school or you use that glossy? No glossy. Uh, no glossy. I think of if you ever seen issues of uh, Sin City, yes, where, where it has that kind mm-hmm. of cardstock cover. It's kind yeah. of a matte, like even the cover is not glossy, right? Mm-hmm. And the paper is uh, is it's got uh, a thickness. 
Yeah, it does. And it's not quite, uh, it's not glossy, but it's not newsprint either. Cause yeah. we need, cause right. there is color to this comic. Uh, yeah. and, and we need a paper that, that holds color real well. So it's a tactile thing. It will not look or feel like any of those other comics that will be around it on the racks, man. Like gu- guaranteed. Yeah. No, I know just what you mean. That's a, that's a great medium. It's a great <laughs> format. That's awesome. Yeah, folks. So check it out for one last time here, folks. So what you do, you got to follow Ed on social. Twitter is right there. Instagram, Facebook, and it's Patreon. You know, show some love, man. Actually, with that, yeah, I want to ask you on that, too. So what's up with the Patreon when people join that? Yeah, I just uh, slide out the comics uh, ahead of time. So, uh, you know, three, three bucks gets the whole archive. I have three issues up there uh, right now. I put out new pages every every Tuesday, and that's just for the early adopter who sort Ooh, of can't nice. wait once it wants to read the like. If they want to read Red Room issue one right this minute, uh, they don't necessarily um, want to invest in like the the physical comic. Like three bucks, pop on Patreon, read the thing, can- cancel your subscription right then, and you know you'll you you will have uh, you will have experienced it. Hmm. Excellent. And then, you know, obviously, show love to the publisher of this amazing book, Fancy Graphics. You know, they want to uh, take chances on awesome stuff. So thank you, Fancy Graphics, for having courage. You know, you can't disable the power of my label. Yeah, kiddo. <laughs> Whereby, that's right. And then, you know, follow as YouTube right there. All right. And of course, you can actually order uh, Red Room right now, really for pre order. Fancygraphics.com, Red Room number one. And, and of course, you know, you can follow us. ComicCrusaders.com, you know how it goes, and everything ComicCrusaders. And Reno, let them know. Let them know where we can follow Sixth you. Sixth Element of Hip Hop. Sixth Element of Hip Hop on YouTube. Uh, we got Instagram, Twitter. We everywhere. Excellent. But, yo, and every Monday at 6.30 p.m., we do a great live show and called uh, Hip Hop and Comics. We have uh, all kinds of guests. And this Monday coming up, we got Jimmy Palmiotti coming on. Uh-oh. Man, and Amanda Connor? Is Amanda coming too? I don't know if Amanda's coming. I'm not sure. But Ask him. You be, get her on too, bananas. man. They're coming out with the Invincible uh, Red Sonia. They're, they're, they're they're the, I, I jokingly call them the Jay-Z and Beyonce of comics because they are a power couple. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. You know, where paper films, Jimmy does his thing on the indie side too and he delivers. You they, got, they've I been like going strong for a long, long time too, man. Like since, since, yeah. I, was, since I was in art school. Hey, Reno, have you ever had... Uh, DJ Scheme Richards from Philadelphia come come through your channel, man. No, no. He would be a cool ass dude to to get on there because because he he's he's the nostalgia king, man. Like he's all uh, about old comics, old uh old anime, kung fu movies. Uh, S K E M E, and then last name Richards from Philadelphia. In a in a perfect world, you could have. Scheme and myself on there, and we could hold it down for all of Pennsylvania. You know, he's on the east, I'm on the west, and uh, yeah, that'd be bananas, yo. Whenever he's uh, he's, he's super thorough, all right. Well, uh, I guess I can get your email from uh, Al, probably, right? Al, well, I'll I'll hook you up with Hannah and we work from there, no problem. Okay, yeah, man, because Hannah hooked us up, so shout out to Hannah as well, uh, for for, sure, for for, for reaching out, yo. All right, there, uh, uh, Tyrus put it up. DJ Scheme Richards <laughs> typed it up. Um, so definitely we're going to go after that and talk to homie. But um, again, folks, just, just just follow, pre-order the book. This is amazing. Ed, again, thank you for your time. Damn, look at that. From when we started, we saw nothing. And now look right. at homie, bro. He got, <laughs> makes it look wait. easy. It's, it's amazing. 
Yeah, bro. I love it, man. And, and a, a, a true creator, bro. I mean, he handed in everything over here. Look at this. It's wonderful. As he talks to us. <laughs> That's gotta, what gotta, me out. Yeah. Gotta, gotta spend many plates, man, to... Uh, to make these comics on that monthly schedule. And I'm okay. telling you, like if I, if I was one to, uh, to imbibe in alcohol, I would also while drawing, I would, you know, step on grapes and make some wine too, man. Like just make, <laughs> make excellent use of the time as much as, as much as possible. That would be a great torture, you know, but instead of grapes, it's nails and make them dance, dance, Emma for dance. <laughs> There's that one uh, image in, uh, in that first issue of red room where that clown guy yanks out that dude's eyes and just like, Smash oh, yeah. eyes oh, yeah. t- turns into jelly. You are a yeah. bastard for that because I fucking hate anything associated with eye shit. That's the only thing on earth that will make me cringe. Me too. Like, like basically, that's how it works, man. Are you like, a masochist then? He did it on purpose to make himself sick because I couldn't take it. Yeah. Oh, man. I was rubbing my eyes after that. Like, anything shit. anything that uh, that creeps me out, like, I basically just dra- daydream until I'm like, ugh. And even sometimes on the streams, man, when I'm hanging out with people, I'll just be like, ugh, this is, like, disgusting. You know, sometimes when I'll right. put, the, put that uh, that spatter <laughs> down and look at it, and I just start thinking about it, just like, ugh. More detail. Fuck? Yeah. How much more sicker can I make it after that, though? <laughs> yeah. Film in film school, we learned about this, uh, like, the old, this old movie, like, the first time they... Uh... It's like a horror movie, and they they took a cow's eyeball and sliced it open with a razor. Yeah, I. But they I made it look like. Oh, oh, well, yeah, that was uh, Salvador Dali was a part of that film actually. Yes. Uh, ben Will. Yes. Was the director? Uh, I okay. don't know how to say it. it's like Achien Andalo or some something like that. Some kind <laughs> I'm of. I'm a name butcher too. Listen, when we come from the northeast like that, you know. Up north, we're name butchers. I'm sorry, it's what we do. Especially when you start coming at me with some French stuff. Come on, yeah, now. You know. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I don't think we think we have a French person in Pittsburgh. Holy shit! But they, they know to stay away. That's all. <laughs> <laughs> they know better. Oh shit! All right, again, I'm Al Mega with Real Noir and the legendary Ed Prisker. Ed, thank you. God bless you. We got you on your journey. We definitely you got our support. I know everybody in the chat, thanks for tuning in. Nikki, Stewart, Tigress, Hans, yo, um, McTacula. Hey, salute everybody. With that, hasta la próxima, mi gente. You know how we go. Love you. Right. And we check you out real soon, bro. Gotta roll the Mars, bro. Thank you. We hope you've enjoyed this Comic Crusaders production. For real-time news on all things pop culture, please feel free to follow us on social media. For articles, original content, merchandise, and more, please go to www.comiccrusaders.com. Also follow along with all of the websites of the Comic Crusaders family. As always, if you like this content, please click like and subscribe to the Comic Crusaders YouTube channel. Thank <laughs> you.